Hello, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I'm your host, Anthony Mullen. What is going on, everyone? It's been a fun-filled, exhausting week, and I sit down and I look forward to coming down and doing this show every week because it gives me an outlet. It gives me an excuse to listen to new music. To I've realized for a long time, up until me doing Vinyl Divers, all I listened to was just podcasts. And I know I've talked about it. I was a big rock and metal head fan. I liked uh, heavy metal. I like classic rock. I love my 50s. I love my punk, my ska. And at some point, you know, I even went into some audiobooks and I was listening to everything. And somehow it got turned around to it was just podcast. I felt like I listened to all the music I had liked. I There was no feeling, no vibe that I wanted to get into. Nothing musical that just drew my attention. And I heard a band... I think it was real big fish my friend me and my friend will were driving this is how it happened really and he puts on a mix he puts on one of his mix cds because he's the only one that still has mix cds in his car this is a guy who has his car all decked out and this dude still has a mix cd and it's like all right you know a playlist a custom spotify thing that could do but no mix cd and he puts it in it was some uh, local ska bands but then it kicks in some real big fish and i'm like oh i haven't heard real big fish in forever and i'm like well why is that I haven't been listening to music really. And so I started getting back into music and I was listening to Real Big Fish and my other ska. And then I was sitting there like, oh, let me, let me play some Kiss. And I was thinking about the Kiss concert. And then Def Leppard came into mind from that. And that's where Vinyl Divers, I think, really helped spawn from because the fact that it's on vinyl pushed me to say, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to record an episode because I have it on vinyl and I'll, it'll make me listen to it more. I want to appreciate what vinyl brings to the table. And then more and more I learn about this show and more I learn about how I want to do it is that, yes, vinyl is the key center hold. It is the main focal point. But what this show really is also about is discovering music. And I'll use, if you want to tie it to vinyl, it could be what music is worth finding and collecting on vinyl also. And this is this is where I think today's album is from because as a musician, honestly, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't know about this band, these bands, this this musician, more than what I knew. This is one of those people, one of those artists that you know them because of their name and maybe because you've heard them because they're friends, because your friends put them on, but you've never taken the time to really sit down and listen to them and try to dive into their music on their own. And this is kind of how this show is, is that every week I go and pull a vinyl from my collection and I want to dive into that album, but more or less it's the memories that connect that music. It's how I found that band because for me to buy something, if it's a modern album, I willingly spent money on something that I, I may have not liked. So it's kind of me discovering new music. And today was originally going to be a blind 45 and we felt there was a change up necessary. And this is an album that we're going to talk about. This is a band that I want to bring to you guys I feel like I'm not really bringing it to you because I, they should be known. You, I knew of them, and you probably do. It is Neil Young. I he started out in the '50s playing guitar for Rick James, and he played in a band called the Squires. There was like a surf rock guitar, some like dance hall type sounding music in the late '50s, and he meets a man throughout his uh, course of actions named Stephen Stills. So him and Stephen Stills, they start jamming. And they see what they have is a flow. It's a connection. You know that feeling. You know that when you and your friend or someone you don't even, you've never met before, you both pick up a guitar in front of each other. You both sound up playing in front of each other. 
and there's something there that was never there before. It's it's this it's a bond that musicians will have with each other and they, they feel it. They know that it's something right. It's somewhere where they have to go. There's something they have to form, something they have to create. And what they do is they start a band called Buffalo Springfield. Buffalo Springfield is something new. It's something different. It's creative. It has a folk taste. It is, has a bit of rock into it, but there's these melodies and harmonies from both Stephen Stills and Neil Young that are crazy. And they have hits like Mr. Soul for what it's worth. And they're perfect. And they're starting to rock it, starting to jump. They're, they're on the cusp of getting big. Like people are hearing about this band, uh, Buffalo Springfield, but it's not there yet. Like you've heard about it out West or you heard it out about East and you're like, what is that band? I want to hear them. I kind of want to check them out, but they, but they're not nationally toured. They're not worldwide. Not everyone's, everyone knows them yet. And just as they're about to hit it, Neil Young decides to go work on his own solo act. He leaves Stills and he moves back to Canada. He's working for his own. He's working for himself and he's doing his own solo act. He's doing his own music, his own taste. He just feels like, oh, that's not what I needed right now. He didn't want a group. He did, he wanted to work on himself. And that's how Neil Neil Young is an art is as an artist. He creates his own path. And throughout this path, he ends up seeing a band with the guitarist Danny R- Danny Winton. He has a band. He ends up seeing a musician named Danny Winton, and he has this band named The Rockets. And they rock, and they roll, and Neil Young loves them. It's that there's something there, and he wants to be a part of it. So he goes up to them and says, hey, I'm going to join you guys. But we got to change the name to Crazy Horse. So following Crazy Horse, they he goes worldwide. Uh, Neil Young goes back and ends up meeting up with Stephen Stills, but now he's got... Uh, now it's Steve, it's Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and it's all from there. We know how that goes. But today, the album I want to bring to you it's it's not that big Steve, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young album. It's not this giant crazy epic. It's an album that during 1968, 1969, this band Crazy Horse they inspired this new wave of music music and put out this content. People are going crazy for it. It's it's phenomenal, and on the on Crazy Horses, everybody knows this is Nowhere Tour. They're promoting their album, and they end up playing at a venue. It's a very famous venue. Many many legends have played here. It's uh, Bill Graham's Fillmore East. Comes out of that show isn't just another concert, another event, another night that people won't ever forget. What comes out of there is considered one of their best performances ever and in 2006 they released it this album called crazy horse live at the fillmore east
there it is. It's a kick in your face that you can hear the hear the click, the turning on the amps, the tubes are warming up, and boom. Instant some wicked like folk rock, some beats. I I swear I know this album from a movie. I want to say it's from Juno, but I know it's not. It's it's phenomenal. This song's craze is awesome. It's a great way to be introduced to this band. Up until this point, Chris has played a couple like Neil Young songs. I don't know what bands are you from, but up until this point, I never have sat down and actually listened to Neil Young. And this band just for opening song. Everybody knows this is nowhere. It's it's sweet. It's great. I don't know if it's maybe just because it's this live performance version, but if you're trying to catch an attention for someone that's never heard you before, this is the way to do it. It's a loud and aggressive in a calming manner almost, where it's not some heavy hard metal or rock. It's more like we're here. We're not gonna send you we're not gonna give your heart race and adrenaline, but we're gonna make sure that you know that we're in front of you. And it's great. Really liked it. Um on side A, the other out the other song I wanna show is uh, called Down by the River. album or this song kind of i don't know what it is about it but it's got more of that southern muddy sounding and it it's pulling me to ccr very much and it i like it it's a really great song uh this the song actually goes on for 12 minutes and 24 seconds which is fucking unreal to me because i'm like oh and then chris was like well you know Neil Young, sometimes when he plays live shows, he likes to extend them. So I'm thinking, this is one guy that just took an album and just stretched it out for as long as he could for the song. No, this song, real runtime is like nine minutes something. Like, oh, he didn't stretch it out that much. It's only four minutes out of a nine minutes. It's it's just crazy. He's got this wicked guitar, that chucking, that... uh, I think it's the, the drums that really just bring it together. But that crunch, that that sound on the on the guitar the distortion really just catches you and then this wicked lick this wicked lead as it as it's playing through this little lick neil young's singing over it i think that's one thing that blows me away is that this man plays incredible guitar throughout this entire album while he's singing it's very very few musicians could play a guitar to his caliber let alone sing to his caliber too now let's put them together man's a god from what I'm seeing I'm, I'm ashamed to say I'm a musician I'm a guitarist and I've never once tried to play one of his songs or learn his music or really been introduced to it and it's got to change the day uh, honestly this side this side only had three songs the other side only has three songs also it's a really great first half of an album side B it's also cool the other song that I'm going to play for you guys it's called a Cow- Cowgirl in the Sand Thank you. 
as I was listening to this right now, I I just I just noticed the organ, the keys in the back, or the Rhodes or whatever instrument that is playing. That sounds great as a backing to the guitar and the bass. With that killer lead right out just out of nowhere. Freaking nuts. This dude's unreal on guitar and it's a great song. The music's crazy. It's good. It's got that CCR vibe to me again. It still has that southern rock, that that uh, little dirty sound to it where it's good. I really like this uh, this album. I'm really glad. Uh, thank you, Chris, for getting me to listen to it. It's like, like never never steer me wrong in a music taste. I appreciate that. And this is just awesome. Kind of mad you didn't have me listen to it sooner. And But it, it was great to, great to listen to for today. And phenomenal. I, I can't can't say it enough. Uh, my overall first impression of this album, it's really it's this dirty sounding and my notes exactly as it are as exactly as it says. It reminds me of a southern rock and the distortion on the guitar it makes me think of some early Black Sabbath. Kind of with the way the crunch and it's this fuzz. But it's not an overpowering like punk fuzz. It's more like it's there, and you hear that distortion, and you hear the gain, but it just tones back enough so when that when you hit the high, the the mids and the highs, it doesn't distort that. So like the lows are distorted, but and the bass is like muddy, but the clean, crisp cuts on the high and the solos fit perfectly, and I love that sound. I think if I was to play guitar, this is one of those songs that like. I, I want to. I want to know the. I want to know that they're. I want to know what their foot pedal board or their distortion settings were looking like at that point for this song. I want to know how they how he achieved this sound. I think is great. And with this this dirty ass muddy guitar licks all tied together, and with this great great hints and this backing feeling tie of this folk blues background, because as he as he moved on, the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young is more like this folk and. Very harmony, very melodic, but you know, Crazy Horse. From what I've heard, it was more aggressive. And there's times when he was singing softer, more like mellow. But there's still this edge to his voice, and this. But it still had this folk feeling, like when you. It was like aggressive folk, some heavy folk. I liked it. Um, I'll say my. This is a great album. My first impression is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal album to introduce someone to. Uh, I had a bit of an idea of who Neil Young was, but you know, this just opened my eyes on how to how much music I was missing out. And it's great. This live album, when I put when we played it, it wasn't like another live album where it was just them being filmed live. Uh, very few bands I feel put out a good live album because it's hard because everyone expects a lot from a live album. And this album was great because it the music and the sound quality, it wasn't distorted, it wasn't bad, it was clean to listen to, yet you had that feeling and you could tell that they were live and they still had parts of the one song where they interacted with the, with the crowd. And I think it was during uh, Down by the River where he was like, all right, real, real quick, we're going to take a minute to introduce everyone. He introduces everyone, let everyone know who, who who's who. And it's cool. And it's awesome. It makes me feel like I'm like, obviously, I'm I'm not there for it. this. Is 1970s. It was recorded back on March uh, 6th and 7th. They took, you know, they they took recordings from both. And 
obviously I couldn't be there, but because of that extra element and they kept it in and the way it was produced and the way it comes through and sounds, it makes me feel like I was. I don't feel like I was some big auditorium either. You know, these are a great band and it's not like some giant theater. I feel like what this is, is that it's some down end of the whole dive bar where you're up front and you're getting personal intimate or this possibly the the feeling I get when listening to this is that this is the one bar in the next hundred. This is the one next, this is the one venue in the next hundred miles. And this is the kind of music that they're going to bring you. And I felt like I was sitting up right, uh, right in front of the stage with the band rocking out. Really? I love it. And I got to buy, I, I got to find this album. I have to go get a copy of it. I'm going to rate it and rating it. I put it it's five. You start out with, and that's how we always start it. Every album you have to give an even shot at. And that's how I keep it five at everyone. You'll either work your way up or way down. This album went in one direction. You want me to give one point? Cause you're a fucking kill. It's a fucking killer album. Another point. Cause it's lead is intense. It is aggressive. It is high strung, but then it's also mellow at times. And it comes back. It's got highs and lows. It's great. The band themselves, they held their composure. They played a tight band. No one sticked out. When you listen to them, no other band members, you know, some studio album or some bands have studio albums for a reason. They don't know how to play live. These guys did. They were like a jam band from what I'm, from what I'm getting. They would play songs different every other time. They play some songs be twice as long awesome i'm gonna give it a point because it's a tight sound and is a live album i'm gonna give it a point because my introduction to crazy horse i made you got it you got you sold me this is a good band i gotta listen to more and then i'm gonna give another point because i have to own this album that's five six seven eight nine ten i'm gonna give it a ten it's hard to give a ten because you can't it's hard to say what every album is the best but this is one where there was no flaws in this album. There wasn't. It was good. It was straight to listen to front to back. And guys, it's great. If you can find this album, go get it. If you don't have it, go get it. This is your style of music. You should go get it. If you play guitar, you're a musician, go get it. You don't like this, I recommend you. Go get it still. It may have something in there that you're going to pull from it. It's nice. And everyone, that was Crazy Horses Live at the Fillmore East. Um, Thank you for diving in for another episode. Please check me out on social media and follow me on Snapchat at Vinyl Divers, Twitter, Vinyl Divers Pod, Instagram, Vinyl Divers Podcast, Facebook, you can find the Vinyl Divers page, the Vinyl Divers Podcast page. It was great. I love coming every week to bring a new album to you. And this one, I don't own it on vinyl, but I'm going to. And if there's another album you think I should own on vinyl or you want to hear me review, or you're interested in hearing about, hit me up on my email at vinyldiverspodcast at gmail. Love to hear from you guys. It's awesome. And if you're able to, if you really want to help me out in, uh, in any other way, head over to the website. We have t-shirts there for the network. Go pick one up. And if you could, head over to iTunes and give me a review. Four or five stars. Try not to give me a one. Give me a solid review. I'd appreciate, appreciate it, guys. And when you're done listening to me, Head over to the BICBPradio.com. We have networks. We have a network, other podcasts to listen to. Just check them out also. I'll see you next time. Peace, guys.